0: Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist. From the White House to war zones. Telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
1: Nothing can come us. it your heart And tonight. On the Rita Cosby show. Well, Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey says he's not going anywhere. He is standing fast and he is staying. And that's amidst so many people coming out in the last few hours asking him to step down. And that includes the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy. And other Democrats who are saying you should no longer be in office. Senator Chuck Schumer announcing that Senator Robert Menendez, who uh got off scot-free the last time it was a hung jury. Well, he is saying that he is temporarily staying and stepping down temporarily just as chairman of the ha- of the very, very powerful Senate Foreign Relations Committee. That is in a very, very key role because you decide aid, you look over financials, you decide, okay, who gets what kind of money. It determines a lot of policy. But there may be more to meet the eye in this case. So we're going to go through this in the next little bit because there's a lot to this story. And we can't forget that Senator Bob Menendez is also the guy who has been bucking the system for the you know for the democrats on a lot of policies with Joe Biden. This is the guy who wasn't happy with the Biden administration being very soft on Iran, doing that recent deal where the Iranians were getting 6 billion dollars unfrozen courtesy of the deal with the US government. He wasn't happy with the prisoner swap. He wasn't happy with basically the United States government. This regime, I'm saying the Biden administration, turning a blind eye to nuclear development, so it seems, in Iran. There's so many things that are going on here. And you have to kind of wonder, this guy who was a thorn in the side of Joe Biden, he's a Democrat, but there are a number of policies. He was not happy with this administration. Was there maybe something to the story? Because apparently they raided his house a while ago, and they found these gold bars and everything else. So why now? Why now did they do this? Could it be because maybe he was a bump in the road with their appeasement to Iran? Some people think so. Earlier tonight, when I was on Cats and Cosby uh, with the great John Catsimatidis, we were talking, and a reliable sort of source said, you know what, Biden wanted him gone because he was creating a lot of problems for Joe Biden. So could this be maybe part of the reason for the indictment now? Just throwing it out there. It's awfully interesting. Not that what he you know, it looks like when you look at the accusations, they're serious things. But how is that different also to a couple of the things that they're looking at with Joe Biden today? With the impeachment inquiry. Is there anything different between getting money in a coat pocket than it may be going vis-a-vis a whole bunch of shell companies? Is there something different with the Chevrolet that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were hanging out with? And remember, apparently, some of the money went from some of the rogue leaders to then Hunter Biden getting a car versus a Mercedes that Menendez got. I mean, there's some interesting parallels here, guys. So what do you think? Where do you think this is all going? I mean, it sounds like they kind of got him dead to rights. Again, there were fingerprints on the money. There were the gold bars. There was like 400,000 in, know, in the house and also in a safety deposit box. And then Menendez says this is basically what happens on Capitol Hill. Here's a comment that he gave just a little bit ago. He said they have misrepresented the normal work of a congressional office. So he's saying this is what Congress does all the time. And how, again, is this different than what we're seeing happen in the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden? Where is this going, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. one 800 848 nine two 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 and you're listening to the rita cosby show here is this is the u.s Attorney for the southern district of new york damian williams when he made the announcement explaining the indictment against one of the most powerful members of the u.s senate
2: the indictment alleges that between 2018 and 2022 senator menendez the senior u.s senator from new jersey and the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and his wife, Nadine Menendez, engaged in a corrupt relationship with Hana, Uribe, and Davies. The indictment alleges that through that relationship, the senator and his wife accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes in exchange for Senator Menendez using his power and influence to protect and to enrich those businessmen and to benefit the government of Egypt. First, The indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence, including his leadership role on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, to benefit the government of Egypt in various ways. Among other actions, Senator Menendez allegedly provided sensitive, non-public U.S. government information to Egyptian officials and otherwise took steps to secretly aid the government of Egypt. Second, the indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence to try to disrupt a criminal investigation and prosecution undertaken by the New Jersey Attorney General's Office related to an associate and a relative of Uribe. Third, the indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence to try to disrupt a federal prosecution of Davies in the District of New Jersey.
1: And here is what they discovered, according to the U.S. Attorney.
2: Now, as part of this investigation, special agents with the FBI executed search warrants on the residence and safe deposit box of Senator Menendez and Nadine Menendez in New Jersey. When they got there, they discovered approximately $500,000 of cash stuffed into envelopes and closets. Some of the cash was stuffed in the senator's jacket pockets. And some of the cash, some of the envelopes of cash, contained Davy's fingerprints or Davy's DNA. That's not all. Agents also discovered a lot of gold, gold that was provided by Davies and Hanna. And the FBI, of course, found the Mercedes Benz that Uribe had provided them.
1: And it seems like it's almost like a scene out of The Sopranos. I mean, I describe it because it's like, okay, here's the cash. Here's the this. Uh, The wife, apparently, as you're hearing from the allegation there, she's tied to it. She knew some of these people. And he's saying, listen, my wife had these longtime friendships. Uh, these were friends of hers. These were people she knows. This is basically what happens on Capitol Hill all the time. It will be interesting if he starts naming names. If he says, hey, listen, if you accuse me of this, well, you got to look at what uh, Bob so-and-so did or what Larry so-and-so did. I mean, he sounds like he is not going down without a fight. He sounds like he is fighting this tooth and nail. And now you've got the New Jersey Democrats. As I mentioned, you got the New Jersey governor. you got a whole bunch of others saying you should resign. Well, part of the reason that they want him out is because if they can put somebody in there now, they can maybe put someone who is not blemished or tarnished after this. That could help them to keep the seat. They want to keep that seat. And of course, it's up for re-election next year. They want to avoid sort of a special election. They want to have somebody who's a placeholder in there that maybe they think will be better in the seat versus Menendez. And also, many of them are friends with the Bidens. So did he maybe have a schism with the Bidens? Was he speaking out too vocally against the Biden administration? And especially when it came to Iran and other things, and maybe they just didn't like it. And he's had a history, too, because remember, he was against them on Cuba policy, too, years ago. So there's a whole bunch of stuff here that you have to wonder what was the backstory. And in the middle of all this, some of these allegations go back to the last at least several years. I mean, he's had a history of corruption. There was another, of course, bribery trial that happened famously years ago. He was charged... I think it was in 2015, and it went on and on and on. And then it was a hung jury at the end of that. But again, that was the Obama administration that brought those charges too. So isn't this interesting? You see where things are kind of going. Who knows? And you have to wonder what's going on with the timing of this because they apparently raided his home about a year ago. So here's been a senator Think about this. He's one of the most powerful senators. This is, again, the senior one from New Jersey. But because he's in charge of the Foreign Relations Committee, they raided his home, the FBI, a year ago. They've had the gold bars for about a year. So what were they doing? They had to have known that he was still obviously in the Senate in this key position. How could they have allowed that all this time? How would they allow him in that key position when they got the gold bars from his home? He knew it. They knew it, and yet he was still sitting in that key, you know, position as the chairman. I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions here tonight that definitely bear discussing. What are your thoughts, guys? One 9222 One 9222 And how is this different? than all these allegations that are up against the Biden family right now. And look at what they're going to be doing. The impeachment inquiry is starting next week. These are some of the allegations that they're also looking at with the Bidens, with the shell companies, and it's much more money. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars in that case. Here, it's a little different. They found it at the House. But you can also make the case that there's some interesting parallels here. And you can also make the case that he was a thorn in the side of Joe Biden, and now maybe they're trying to knock him out. That's what we were talking about on Cats and Cosby earlier today. It's certainly an interesting thing to discuss. And it comes right after, again, those $6 billion got unfrozen for the Iranian regime, and he was mad. And the last thing Joe Biden and the Biden administration want right now is a critical Democratic senator, a very influential one, who might be balking way too hard. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Now, here is Bob Hugan. Bob ran against Menendez for senator last go-round. So he's been, you know, he's been around for a while and going up in a critic of his. He's also the GOP chair now for the state of New Jersey. And this is what he had to say.
3: They're going to get him to resign also behind closed doors. We don't want him to resign. He is very beatable, even in a presidential election year. And how could someone so smart be so stupid to do stuff like that? Leave gold bars, hundreds of hundred dollar bills in his pockets. It's, it's bizarre that he could possibly be, be such a smart person, and be so stupid beside being corrupt.
1: Very interesting. And he certainly sounds like maybe he might throw his name in or somebody else in the next go round. Of course, again, that seat is up in 2024 and it's pretty narrow in the Senate. And it looks like now there's a good chance that the GOP could take over the Senate in 2024. They may lose the House. Hopefully they don't, because I think it's important that that impeachment inquiry and wherever it goes continues But a lot of people believe there's a greater chance that maybe the GOP could get the Senate. So that's why every seat counts when it's neck and neck. And now there is a Democratic seat that may be up for grabs. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al in Yonkers, line two. Al, your thoughts about all this on the Rita Cosby Show.
4: Yeah. Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. You know, Senator Melendez, uh, he's a fighter.
1: Menendez, Uh, Menendez.
4: Exactly. (laughs) Senator Menendez, uh, I believe before that he was a congressman. Yep. And I had a friend years ago who lived in Union City uh, in his congressional district. And he told me that Senator Melendez, when he was a congressman, he fought for the working people. And he's a fighter. And for him to walk away uh, from this fight would Be not in his character. Like you said, six years ago, uh, he was able to get a hung jury. Uh, He's bucked his party on Iran when he felt they were wrong. So uh, Senator Melendez, he's going to fight on, and uh, he definitely will not resign.
1: Yeah, I don't see uh, Senator Robert Menendez resigning. I 100% agree, and and obviously you have some buddies who know him. I've met him a number of times, too, as well. He doesn't seem like the quitting type. In fact, last time also, Al, when it happened, like you said, he came out swinging after the hung jury. He was like, uh, I know who you are. I know why you're coming after me. And uh, you can bet he sounds like that also tonight. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break.
5: Bruno. Bruno, he's your numero uno.
0: The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show.
1: Play great music here on the Rita Cosby Show A little Ario Speedwagon I haven't heard this song in a while And I love it And I'm thrilled that we're playing it here On a Friday night I love a little good music on a We need to put it up a little bit Come on, it's been a rough week And it certainly has been a rough week for Robert Menendez of New Jersey. That's why a little music cheers us up, uh, because you know that he is, uh, sweating bullets there in New Jersey tonight. Here is conservative commentator Tommy Laren with her take on what Robert Menendez is accused of
5: i do love the fact that it's gold bars it's money shoved in clothes i mean you have to really believe that you are above the law to accept gold bars and to shove money and clothes in closets you really have to believe that you're going to get away with it and unfortunately the precedent has been set that you might be able to get away with it so why not go ahead and try
1: ah is he above the law and is it par for the course in washington these days a la other members of congress or a la the biden family 1-800-848-9222 uh let's go to tony line three in clifton tony your thoughts this is an interesting one.
5: Oh, rita cosby you know you're you're speaking to a jersey girl right now right yeah that's right hey that's right
1: that's right so so what's what's the take from the garden state go ahead
5: so listen, you know, as far as I've been told, as a citizen of this country, we're innocent until proven guilty. So I think everyone including my governor is jumping the gun on on you know, saying that he should be removed because in fact, he hasn't been indicted, he hasn't been convicted. So I just want to get that out there. I'm not a
1: lawyer. No, but you're right. They're they're very quick to want to remove him because it's all politics. Like They're worried. You heard what I said. They're worried about losing the seat, and they want to put somebody else in there right away that they can have, and then that person becomes sort of the incumbent when they run because if they can get somebody in there right away who they think is maybe unblemished or maybe uh, a closer friend of the president, if you will— then it's going to help them, they believe, to have a more solid chance to win when the uh, when the actual election happens in 2024. Then they run as like a seasoned person uh, between now and then. Go ahead. Your thoughts, so, Tony.
5: So listen, so I want to tell you just quickly, I'll make it quick. There's another Senate committee chair. We want to just stress, as you said, that committee chairs are very important spots. Yep. And right now, our Senate is in the majority. So we have Uh, Senator Gary Peters, which the name may ring a bell, Mm -hmm. he's the homeland security chair, okay? And he's the chair that's doing an excellent job for Joe Biden by opening up the border 24-7, pouring him in. No holds barred. (laughs) And I want to talk about the chair now, uh, Senator Menendez. Do I have a
1: moment? You know what? Actually, Tony, do me a favor. I will keep you on if you don't mind holding. Or actually, hang on. I'll I'll come back to you in a few minutes. We got to support our heroes. But I will come back to you because you got some good New Jersey skinny. Stay tuned.
0: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from Makem County, Michigan, where first responders in that county saved the life of an unresponded, unresponsive seven-year-old girl. The incident happened... On Wednesday in Sterling Heights, Michigan, and police say that the seven-year-old had an asthma attack and went into cardiac arrest. The child's mother said that her daughter had just been released from the hospital because of another severe asthma attack. And it was her first day back to school, adding that everybody that was sent There to her yesterday was an angel. The mother said that her daughter had severe asthma and she's allergic to almost everything, including seafood. So officials say that the seven-year-old had just got off the bus. She walked in the door saying that she couldn't breathe. And it was a really scary thing. It looked like it was an exacerbation from her day and then walking into her making seafood, and she just didn't do very well, obviously. Well, the mother said she immediately called 911 as neighbors stayed on the phone when she tended to her daughter. Now, a complete stranger who was a nurse did chest compressions until the police arrived. An ambulance then arrived to take her to the hospital. The mother rode with the battalion chief, and during the short ride, it was as if a miracle had happened when we left the scene. She was unresponsive and the uh, pl- battalion uh, police, the battalion chief said uh, to see her open her eyes and sitting up and breathing off of an oxygen mask. When she arrived to the hospital, it was just unbelievable. It was incredible. It was awesome. The mother said that the seven-year-old is still recovering in the hospital and doctors were looking and adjusting her medications and having her see a specialist, but said that it was a quick reaction um, from the 911 call, the uh, expressions through the 911 call where they were actually describing what had happened, and also suddenly just the great work of the EMS folks that were able to bring her back to life. And the way that she arrived at the hospital was just night and day. From that 911 call. So, absolutely incredible. Great work of the EMS, great work of also police, and of course, the doctors. And thank goodness that that little seven year old is absolutely doing okay. Great teamwork. And we love hearing that and sharing that story here on the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, I also want to give a big shout out, of course, to our first responders. How fitting after that story that we shared with you and the great work that they do. Also, our veterans and our nine one one victims. I want to also talk about the great organization that highlights all of these. And that is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, because I'm going to be a part of the Tunnel to Towers foundation walk run and it's coming up this sunday september 24th and all of us here at the red apple audio network are encouraging all of you to donate to our individual teams that's right you can go to com and click on my picture to donate So please help me raise the most money here at the station for this amazing Tunnel to Towers Foundation walk-run. Let's never forget those that help America's heroes, and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation tops the list. Let's raise some money, please, for our veterans, for our first responders, and, of course, our 9-11 victims. Go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, help their families, help America's heroes Click on my picture and whatever you can give, we greatly, greatly appreciate. And we are talking, of course, about Senator Robert Menendez. He's the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee now tonight, saying that he is temporarily apparently stepping down, according to Chuck Schumer. Many Democrats say they want him out after he was indicted on multiple charges tied to bribery and tied to also the government of Egypt. Uh, He and his wife also facing charges, and all of these are charged like basically bribery deals. You give me this, I'll give you a gold bar, according to the allegations. You give me this, I'll give you a car, a Mercedes. You give me this, I'll give you money. And they say that when they went into his home— And also to some of these bank uh, vaults, if you will, the savings accounts and the safety deposit boxes. They found hundreds of thousands of dollars. They also allege that he provided some secret information to officials who then passed it on to the Egyptian government. Uh, One of the things that I saw was that according to the indictment, they say that he gave information about the number of staff members at a consulate. And that that was something that was not public information, but it was something that would be valuable to the Egyptian government to know, like, how processes work, how information works, how many people were there, what, you know, time frame they're there, uh, information that could be used. Now, you could also say that that wasn't such top-secret information, but it's interesting nonetheless. Also, he did oversee policy. He saw financial aid being the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. So there's a lot of questions here tonight as we're looking at all of these different layers. But he's coming out and saying, how is that any different to what other members of Congress do? He's saying that he is going to fight this tooth and nail, that this is an inflated in every shape and form, uh, allegations against him. And here's what he put out tonight. I think it's important to put what he is saying. He says, quote, forces behind the scenes are trying to silence him with false claims. There has been an active campaign of anonymous sources placed against me. He further says also that the excesses of these prosecutors is apparent. They have misrepresented the normal work of a congressional office. So this is what he says is business as usual. And in fact, he was charged before of this. In 2015, a jury gave him a hung jury. That's what they came back with after hearing a very high-profile case back then. And that's why people are astounded that, according to the allegations, he was doing it again. And in fact, some of it started right after he got off in the first case, So it's an interesting paradox here, but here's what Kelly McGee-White, who is from the Heritage Foundation, this is what she says is kind of interesting about this case, that it's sort of uh, old school, you do this, I'll give you that, and the fact that, according to this allegation, he didn't stop after the first time. The best thing that can be said of Bob Menendez at this point is that at least he didn't set up 20 shell companies to hide the fact that he was accepting bribes. I mean, at least he he likes bribery the old school way. It's kind of nostalgic, almost gold bars stuck in a sock drawer. It's bizarre. But I I do think it reminds me of something that Gavin Newsom actually said earlier this week, where he was excusing the allegations against the Biden family. But he was saying, oh, you know, influence peddling is hardly unique. Well, apparently that's true if you're a Democrat in Washington. I mean, think about this. Menendez barely escaped an
6: indictment just a few years ago. And according to this indictment, he turned right back around and kept on doing it
1: barely escaped it a hung jury is you know uh, tooth and nail put it that way and it was going on and on and on it was one of the most high profile cases back then and here he just came back out and do it and you know what's interesting like she just said he was doing it in the sunlight according to this allegation doesn't seem to be very uh you know evasive on it one of the allegations is that apparently his wife uh through this guy a friend of his uh, said, you know, OK, I want to get this. I want to do this. The friend then calls the car dealership and says, well, Mrs. Menendez is going to be getting a car. She's going to be putting a down payment on the next day. The guy then, according to the indictment, gives $15,000 to the wife. Uh The fingerprints are found on the dollar bills that they get when they raid the house. And then guess what? She puts after he gives the money to her. The $15,000 is what she then essentially puts down on the down payment on the car, on the Mercedes the next day. So they say, okay, here it is. But it's at least all out there for everybody to see, according to the indictment. And how is that any different to then suddenly... Hunter Biden getting money in a shell company. The allegation is that the father changed all the policies on Ukraine. Remember, fired the prosecutor, threatened to withhold the billion dollars worth of U.S. aid. So is there one that's cleaner than the other guys? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Here is Senator Menendez, and this is after his first bribery trial ended. This was in November of 2017. Remember this?
6: First and above all, I want to thank God because it is by his grace that I was delivered from an unjust prosecution. I want to thank my children, Alicia, who was here uh, every day with me in court and who brought my lovely granddaughter Evangelina to New Jersey so that I could remember what I had to fight on for. My son Rob, who testified on my behalf and then joined his sister in court, who kept me company and even let me beat him in a round of golf. I'm so blessed to have two great children. And I love you so much, I can't. I can't. (laughs) I can truly. Thank you.
1: Wow. I thought that was maybe Merrick Garland for a brief moment there. No, that was Menendez. Because remember when Merrick Garland testified this week, he got all choked up. Uh, but Menendez was very emotional. You just heard there. And that was in, again, that was 2017 after the first bribery, corruption stuff that it was like with hookers. And remember, it was all this stuff with the Dominican Republic. There was a lot of stuff there last go round. And after he also got off with the hung jury on that case, he went after also the prosecution, too. He, he went after them tooth and nail. Take a listen to this.
6: Twelve New Jerseyans who saw through the government's false claims and used their Jersey common sense to reject it. Now, let me say a few things. The way this case started was wrong. The way it was investigated was wrong. The way it was prosecuted was wrong. And the way it was tried was wrong.
1: Wow. So that was very spirited. And he's saying tonight he is basically being set up once again. Uh, Let's go back to Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Uh, You know what, Tony? Tony? You know what I just thought of when I was going to back to you? And thank you for holding on. Do you remember, You were. I'm sure you'll remember this. I think this was you who called in and said this a couple weeks ago. Remember when all those aliases came about? And it was Robert L. Peters and you went back to Gary L. Peters. I think it was you yeah. who said, isn't this interesting? And now you just brought up Gary Peters again tonight.
5: So, So, Rita, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You have so many great listeners, so I'll try to make it quick. But I want to tell you, I'm looking at this, and I think this is important for everyone to get. I don't really think this is about a corrupt politician. And that's not why I'm saying he's innocent until proven guilty, which is true. What I think this is about, what I think any American who's concerned about this country and the Biden administration needs to look at, is are things going on because of the corruption of the Biden administration? you know what's going to happen to bob menendez he'll get you know whatever whatever he's due but i think what's important to know is that we have people there's very important things to look at and that's what i've been focused on today just trying to get my thoughts together our foreign policy is very important if you're concerned about this administration right now and what's going on everyone needs to know what's going on with their foreign policy and so for me personally one of the things I did is I wanted to just say on the two chairs, the Senate committee chairs, very important. Number one is Gary Pierce, because he is in charge. He's a he's a Democrat. He's been in with Obama. He is in charge of the Homeland Security and they have your border and they have your your archives which are being blocked from the chairs of the congressional committees investigating Hunter Biden. And so that's a very important committee. And you could say, and I just want to say this first, that Gary Peters is doing his job, and his job is secure, because everybody's coming into our border, and our Congress so far has gotten not a single thing.
1: So, yeah, so fast forward, if you could, to Bob Menendez.
5: Now, I'm going to go quick to Menendez, and I'm going to say this. Just the one thing, if you just look at what happened in Iran, and if his statement, and I read his statement from the Senate committee, all the briefings are there, and I'll just read this to you because to me, this is the most important thing, and then I'll let you comment. It says, there's no escaping the fact that the Iranian regime is a hostage taker that will not change today, even as these Americans are finally home with their families. And he says this, he says, unfortunately, all Americans must understand the risk they take when traveling to Iran and they go into other countries, Including, he includes Russia, North Korea, Venezuela, or the People's Republic of China. He's saying it's dangerous. He's saying we cannot allow our citizens to be, be, you know, put under this. So what's your point real
1: quick, Tony? What's your point?
5: My point is that that is the whole thing that's what's been going on with the Biden administration. Our foreign policy has kept our borders open. And our president has been in bed, if you want to use the word, with all these these terrorist countries. And that's what I'm concerned about, because Bob Menendez, that's what he's t- taking a stand on. And, and, and
1: you know what's in, Did you know, when you just brought up Venezuela, and I was thinking of this earlier, too, Tony, real quick, is that, remember, just this week, it happened just yesterday. Uh, remember where it suddenly came out that the Biden administration was making half a million Venezuelans, giving them temporary uh, legal status in the United States and expedited work permits for the illegal migrants that are from Venezuela. There's also word that he's been trying to obviously get uh, oil, buy dirty oil from Venezuela because he doesn't want to drill baby drill and uh, he doesn't want to help our country. He wants to get it from somewhere else. He'd rather get dirty oil there so he can appease everybody. But he doesn't want anybody who's going to ruffle the feathers with Venezuela. He seems to want to hurry up and get the citizens from Venezuela. And he wants to get the dirty oil. And he wants to also do that deal with Iran so desperately that he's willing to unfreeze $6 billion. So those two things are like so forefront. And who was the thorn in his side again? Bob Menendez, as you just so eloquently said. So there are, the dots are definitely being connected here. And, and it is interesting. Let's get rid of the guy who's maybe drawing attention to these problems because it doesn't look good to even have our own Democrat. And let's, you know, why were they sitting on this for a year? If they went into his house and they found gold bars and they right away got the, you know, got the fingerprints on the money and the gold bars and all that, that all happened a year ago. What's been going on for the last year? Why did they sit on it? It's interesting timing because all this stuff is popping up. Maybe they don't want a very vocal, seasoned Democratic critic, uh, as opposed to just going after him a year ago. Why do they wait till now? 1-800-848-9222.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
1: And coming up in the next hour on the Rita Cosby Show, we will talk about also the immigration crisis, which is busting at the seams, and also the Biden administration sending 200,000 people secretly on flights into the United States. And now record high numbers of individuals have crossed the border illegally. Uh, So it is a mess. And what is the Biden administration doing? They're doing the old play, you know, play card. Yeah, blame Trump like everything else. Uh, That's a hard one to connect, but somehow they're doing it. Also, President Biden announces an office to fight gun violence and gun issues in America. Does he have any moral authority after his own son is charged with three counts related to gun issues? That's kind of irony. Uh, The moment right now doesn't escape me. Does it escape you? Meantime, Menendez now, of course, indicted. This is the senior senator in New Jersey, his wife, also these other individuals. Is it about politics? Uh, Is it sort of the old school New Jersey way? And will he actually, do you think this time, potentially be convicted. He was not last time. It was a hung jury. And he says he's fighting a tooth and nail. There's also reports, which I'll share with you in the next hour, that show that an aide to him uh, asked Hunter Biden's business partner for help. This is the guy, Eric Schwerin, and his name has come up because he's close to Devin Archer. So maybe Menendez has got some interesting dirt and either they were trying to stop him or maybe he might spill the beans. I'm just saying it's interesting. He knew some of these key players. So did his team. How did he know to go there? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania, Line 6. Dave, your
4: thoughts. Hey, hi, Rita. Uh, You know what? I'm not buying anything coming out of this media, the media, this corrupt media or government, and this is looking like a shining object of modus operandi with an ulterior motive written all over
7: it. What do you think of that?
1: You know what? It could just be a good old deflection game because the impeachment inquiry into President Biden starts this week and they seem to have a habit of having other things explode when these things go on. Deflection, deflection.
0: Feisty, fearless and fair. She's an Emmy winning journalist from the White House to War Zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show.
1: I know your name is Rita, your well, New York officials are saying the migrant crisis is, quote, Absolutely unsustainable. That coming from the governor. We've heard from New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, that New York, this will be destroyed by the migrant crisis. Again, uh, why do we have the old sanctuary city policies telling them free, 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 and you'll wonder why they're coming? And they're not going to stop coming because who wouldn't? If you say, hey, I'm going to have a party and I'm going to invite everybody at the party to... I'm going to give them free this, free that, free food, free drinks, for everything, free housing, free transportation, whatever you want. And then you wonder why thousands of people show up. I mean, that's ridiculous. That is such a bunch of hogwash. And it is so obvious why people are drawn to coming to New York. And some new numbers show that about 95,000 came just this year alone There's a stat that's saying it's more than twice as many as L.A., Miami, Houston since May. So, I mean, if you're looking at the numbers, guess what? It is busting through the roof, and understandably so. But guess what? Mr. Mayor and others, you asked for it. You said, come on, we're going to take care of you. You campaigned on it. And now here we are in this crisis of epic proportions. And it truly is, because the numbers at the border now are at an all-time high, At our southern border, in terms of those who have crossed, they are saying that this is the highest fiscal year that we have ever seen. And that is damning on this administration that continues to say, no, it's fine, everything's good, no problems, none whatsoever. And there are new reports that Biden has been secretly letting more than 221,000 migrants fly into the United States this past year. Courtesy, again, of American taxpayers. So where does this end, guys? And we have now an administration that is completely turning a blind eye to it. And they're even blaming, of course, Trump, Trump, Trump. Everything is Trump, Trump, Trump with this administration. It is so unbelievable and it is so ridiculous. Here is Senator Al D'Amato, the former senator from New York, he was talking with me and John Gatsimatidis earlier today, and this is his take on all of it because he says this is a mess, and it's a mess for the migrants, too.
8: To cure the borders for this country, for God's sakes, you can't create uh, 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 the room necessary to take care of these people. Listen, and, and most of them are probably good people who just want a chance uh, for their life, but they've got to be screened. And you got to make sure that you take in uh, uh, as many as you can handle, but not, not um, millions and millions more, and just creating a worse situation, not only for them, but, but what about the other people who are struggling to make it in this country? We're just going to forget about them? You're going to give everything to migrants? You're not, you're not going to get the, you know, those people who are looking for a job who are here, who are American citizens, and who are struggling to make it. So you got to close the border.
1: you got to close the border, but this administration seems to have no will to do it. In fact, they're putting more members of the military down at the border. They want to bring in about 800. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, great, great, great. They're going to send somebody down. Turns out it's not to secure the border. It's to expedite processing So more can come in. You can't make this up. And if you think things are bad in New York, uh, boy, Texas is busting at the seams. Uh, You see the area right there in Eagle Pass. And they've already declared a state of emergency because they suddenly had like almost 3,000 of them coming in one day. And here is the Texas Lieutenant Chris Oliveira from the Department of Public Safety saying, if you've seen the headlines around and you've seen the images outside the Roosevelt Hotel in New York, the intake center, that ain't nothing.
4: They were so quick to criticize the state of te- Texas and what Governor Abbott was doing and busting illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities. But let's let's not let's not forget, they took on this responsibility. They declared themselves as a sanctuary city, but they're only dealing with a small fraction of what we deal with in Texas and what Arizona deals with. So nothing compared to what we're seeing right now. And it's not just asylum seekers, as the mayor stated. Uh, We're seeing people from over 160 different countries. And it's not just asylum seekers. You have those bad individuals that are amongst those groups that are trying to sneak into the country, trying to evade capture. When you have over 1.7 million million gotaways, that in itself is a threat threat to national security and a threat to public safety.
1: But the Biden administration doesn't want to talk about that. The Democrats don't want to talk about that. We heard more tonight on the allegations against Senator Menendez than I've heard them complain about the border. One of their own because I want to get rid of them now because of these new indictments that came down a few hours ago. I literally have heard them say more critical of Senator Menendez on bribery charges than I've heard them say about our wide open border in the last like year and a half, two years that have been busting at the seams. Literally, I think since day one of the Biden administration, things just turned on a dime And, of course, Senator Menendez indicted, along with his wife Nadine, on those charges of bribery. And federal prosecutors announced it today. And Chris Christie, who knows New Jersey, uh, he said he thinks Menendez is going down on charges.
9: This is much, much different than the case against Bob Menendez a number of years ago. And the reason for that is they found $480,000 in cash as alleged in the indictment, in his home and in his wife's safe deposit box. gold bars in his home and in a safe in the home. It is going to be very difficult, it seems to me, for United States senator to explain why he's got $480,000 in cash stuffed in jackets with his name emblazoned on them, hanging in closets in his home. Um, I could tell you that you know I did 130 of these corruption cases when I was U.S. Attorney in New Jersey, and we had a few of them that were like this, where folks were taking cash bribes and and stuffed them in you know suit jackets, blazers, you know uh, windbreakers in their homes, and when the FBI searched, they found them. I never once heard anybody have a good explanation especially someone in public office, for having that kind of cash in their home um, and not deposited in a bank somewhere.
1: Uh, So what about shell companies? What about 20 different shell companies under different names? And then somehow maybe money ends up in somebody's granddaughter, the grandkids account, and it originated at a rogue leader. In China or Russia or something like that. I'm just throwing it out there. One 9222 One 9222 four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Dave, line three.
3: Uh Dave, uh where is this headed? Oh Rita, hi thanks for taking my call again. Uh you know, I think there's three reasons why the you know, Menendez will be investigated. One, uh and and who knows, can we trust the FBI that maybe they implant this? I think anything that, I think it's a message to send to other Democrats, look, if you cross the Democratic machine, the Democratic Party public masses will put a political hit on you and take you down. Number two, I think it serves as a, uh, to create the illusion that the Biden administration is somehow apolitical because they're taking down a Democrat. When, and uh, number three, I think add to what you were saying before, deflection, deflection, deflection. This gives a lot of fodder, some more fodder to the what I refer to as the Chinese financially related news media to report on this and distract from any negative news relating to Biden or the the Democratic Party administration. I don't even like I call it the Biden administration (laughs) because it's all the same. Um,
1: Although, you although, you know, Dave, don't you think in many ways, like my first thought was when this broke, it reminded me of the whole Biden family. And uh, like if their goal is to deflect, it almost shines a light on it in many ways because you can't help but compare.
3: Yeah. You know, it's funny, though. They just have they know that they've been more egregious things have happened and they always get away with it. And I think because a lot of people politically still a lot of population listens to alternative, you know, 70 percent or the percent of the news media that's very left and they're just unaware and there's no consequence. Um, yeah. and I mean, you know, I really can't be I can't really. Think that this Justice Department is doing? You, you can't trust anything about them.
1: Yeah, and and, the, and he's going to. By the way, he is going to definitely use that approach too, uh, for sure, Dave. You know, when he uses it in a defense, he's going to say, "How do I know that this is?" I mean, the the Justice Department, exactly what you're saying, has become so politicized. That's why we saw Garland on the hot seat this week, the Attorney General. So he's going to say, "Look, this is just another example. They were targeting Trump, now they're targeting me." You can almost see the uh, the line of where maybe he's going to go. And even though he was critical of Trump, by the way, he was tr- critical of him on all the Russia stuff. He's now going to say, oh, I was wrong. Now I'm seeing it firsthand. Uh, and there may be a lot of people who agree with him. And he, he might be right based on some of the timing of some of this. Uh, let's go to Frank in Canada. Frank, I can't wait to get your take from Canada on this.
9: God love you, Rita. Um, I agree with most of your callers. Like it's just distraction, 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 and and the comments you just made kind of flipped me a bit. Is saying that, uh, well, maybe why would they do that? Like, it, like it's just deflection off Hunter and Joe. God love them.
1: Yeah, God love and, them. God love. I
9: seen them on the TV today, and I'm like, are you kidding? I mean, like, ah. Uh, I love all you people in America. I know you know that. And uh, we're going through the same thing here. And same kind of, not like you are, but it's pretty scary. And as for the border, shut it down now.
1: I agree. And there's problems Um, also, as you know, on our northern border, also with you, it is pretty loose, too. It's it's just downright dangerous. Frank, I always love your perspective. I'm so glad when you call in. Thank you so much. Let's go to Frank in ohio uh frank your thoughts you heard from canada let's go to ohio
4: i think my friend frank in canada is on to something uh this this administration is apparently compromised uh from within and you know criminal uh, elements if you want to call them that and uh in the united states and also from without uh i i suspect espionage international actors uh, manipulating these events and uh you know if it looks like a duck quacks like a duck and walks like a duck perhaps it's a duck uh the uh the testimony the other day by the attorney general the guy was quivering it, it sounds like he's got a gun up against his head what is
1: he afraid of <laughs> you
4: because know what? the fact that Frank, he's compromised you're right he looked like he
1: was in a hostage video you know, you're right. It was like, like, it was the, he couldn't even answer. There was a question given to him on the Garland case. Hey, uh, you know what? Um, don't you think it's bad when crime is on the rise? That rising crime is not good. He's like, uh, 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 uh. I mean, it was so bad, Frank. And that's why he, I, I felt like when I saw Garland, he looked like a broken man who uh feels like his reputation's in tatters, which it clearly is after all this, and the, so many, like, political moves by the Department of Justice. And it just made me think, uh, you know, when this Menendez thing happens, he very well may find people on the jury who say, yeah, I don't trust the Justice Department. Look at the way what they've done with XX and X. I mean, sadly, you couldn't really make that claim before years ago where maybe a jury would believe you, and today probably a lot of people would believe you. He just has to, like, play some of that hearing, and that might be the perfect thing. Uh, Frank, thank you very much. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222.
0: You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show.
1: It's Easy Lover. That was the Menendez first trial because it was, wasn't it like Dominican hookers or some other thing, right? And remember, it was a hung jury in this case. Let's put it up. It's nice playing some old songs. You can't go wrong with Phil Collins. this is a good song to tease our next segment because we're going to be talking about Hunter Biden and some of the charges against him. And according to his own videotapes, he had a lot of lovers. We saw a lot of them, more than we ever wanted to see, of Hunter Biden and some of his lovers on the so-called famous laptop, remember, guys. And today, President Biden came out and announced this gun office. It's to crack down on guns and background checks saying there should be more of those uh, people with a history of drug use shouldn't get guns. And all I kept thinking about again was, what about your son, Hunter Biden, who is now charged on multiple gun charges? Isn't that the epitome of hypocrisy? Has this president lost moral authority on the gun issue? And his son is saying not guilty. He's probably going to have to fight and go up and say, listen, the charges, these allegations are unconstitutional because the gun comments and restricting guns to individuals is unconstitutional. Basically fighting against the law that his own father has been pushing for tooth and nail think about the irony of that and he's sitting up there i'm waiting i'm like hunter 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 the whole time when he's saying these raw bad people shouldn't have access to guns people with drunk history shouldn't have access to guns uh, are you looking in the mirror mr president And we are talking also, of course, about Robert Menendez, everybody tonight, as he is coming out swinging, saying he did nothing wrong, he's going to fight this, he's not resigning, and that people misunderstand what happens in Congress. Is he going to spill the beans on a whole bunch of others Maybe Joe Biden too. Who knows where this is going? One 9222 One 9222 four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Jerry, line three. Uh, Jerry, uh, where do you think this route is going with Menendez? Boy, it's getting interesting.
4: Yes, I'll tell you exactly where it's going. But first, something very, very important. Let's not forget those two school teachers from Farmerdale High School who died yesterday in that bus crash. Yes, uh, these are. Two quality ladies, two beloved ladies, and when people like that leave early, there's going to be a lot of people affected by that. God bless that area absolutely and God bless those two women Jerry by the
1: way, I want to just tell people because it was the the bus crash with the kids in the band um and of course the bus they say they think it was like a bad tire. It's just oh, it's so horrible, and the bus went down the embankment, and I'm so glad that you talked about it because we talked about it yesterday. It is such an important. A uh, story, and our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody there too. It's just heartbreaking. And um, what are your thoughts on Menendez?
4: Well, Menendez, we know a few years ago he was indicted. I mean. He was, uh, you know, the way it looks, he has a lot of girlfriends. That's why I I guess that's where the gold bars come in place. You know, you got a lot of girlfriends. You need money, right? But
1: he was married. He was married, too. And it seemed like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure about the the allegations were before uh, Dominican Republic and a whole bunch of stuff, but it was a hung jury. So after everything they heard, it was a hung jury. Uh, do you think there's anything interesting with the timing now with him criticizing the Biden administration so much and now this comes out at this time?
4: Well, it, it appears to me that any time you go against the establishment, the president, if you have any skeletons in your closet, they're going to come out. That, that's the way you got to look at it. That's the way the game is played today. These senators, I mean, they, Strom Thurmond was 100 years old. He was still chasing women. I mean, that's a good sign that, you know, you got good. You know, testosterone levels. If you're still shaving when you're 100 <laughs> and you're still looking at beautiful women, that's, a, that's the test. For, you don't need to go for a blood test. But the thing is, uh, Melendez is, a, is an arrogant individual. The last time the jury, I believe, it was a hung jury, uh, a mistrial was declared as something. He, he seems to, you know, get the right judge and the right jury and the way things are today, that's the, the the way to get out of it. Now, on the other hand, if you see what they're doing to Trump and Giuliani and all these guys, people have to realize this – you're seeing the future now. This is what the how the left wing operates. We've only seen it in certain areas of the country, usually in big cities. But now they're taking over big portions of the federal government, the big portions of the city. If this is not changed and we don't take away the hard left goodies – Everybody's children and grandchildren will live under the loony left lunatics.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a scary place to be. By the way, uh, Menendez's attorney on the first case was Abby Lowell. Abby Lowell is the attorney for Hunter Biden that we've seen all over the place. That's kind of interesting. Uh, maybe there's some more entanglements than we know.
0: Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents "Support Our Heroes,"
1: and in tonight's "Support Our Heroes" segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor the military and their families. A really beautiful story coming from Vinton, Virginia, where members of a community gather to honor a 91-year-old veteran, Frank Kingery, who served. In the Korean War. Every Wednesday, veterans from all over the area meet at a place called New York Pizza. Sounds like a good spot because New York does have the best pizza, guys. Uh, And on September 20th, they marked a very special day for U.S. Marine veteran Frank Kingery. He was surrounded by family and friends and he was honored with a special Quilt of Valor presented from the Quilt of Valor organization. Kingery shared what it was like when he was nine years old. His brother was killed in World War II. And he said ever since then, he knew that he was going to serve. He said, he was my hero. I got his picture with me here today. Ten years later, Kingery joined the Marine Corps the moment that he turned 18. And by then, the Korean War was in full swing. Frank also then volunteered to take his brother's place. He, called directly to the, he was called directly to the front lines and assigned to one of the first things an enemy tries to take out, the tank crew. In 1952, Kingery served in the 1st Marine Division in Korea, and there he was in the tanks. He started as the ammunition loader and soon afterwards was heralded with numerous awards for his great service. The Korean War, by the way, is often referred to as the Forgotten War. But for veteran Kingery, he says he has no intention of forgetting those who served alongside him. He also said he was so happy to be honored with this quilt. He says it just feels good about this to know that people are thinking of me every day as a wonderful day. And he smiled as he put the quilt over his shoulders. What a beautiful, beautiful gesture for this Korean veteran. And, of course, all of you great veterans, we love you. We appreciate you. And thank you for your great service. By the way, you know how much I do love the military. And that's why this Sunday I'm going to be a part of the Big Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run. It's coming up on Sunday. And all of us here at the Red Apple Audio Network are encouraging our loyal listeners to donate to our individual teams. You can go to com. click on My Picture to Donate. Help me raise the most money here at the station for this amazing Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run Let's never forget those who help America's heroes. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is the best. I love this organization, and I love Frank Siller, who runs this, in honor, of course, of his brother, Stephen Siller, who made that run when he was an FDNY firefighter toward the Twin Towers. Let's raise some money, all of you. Please help do whatever you can, donate whatever you can do. For our veterans, our first responders, and our 9/11 victims, go to walk.rita.cosbyonline.com. Click on my picture, and whatever you can do, all the proceeds go to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. It is tax deductible. And such an incredible, incredible mission. Well, we're talking about the kind of hypocrisy, I think, of everything that's going on. Of course, Senator Menendez has now been indicted. That's a big thing. His wife also and other business folks tied to bribery allegations with these gold bars and cash and also with a new car and a whole bunch of other stuff. A lot of people are saying, well, what about the Bidens? It's an interesting thing. The impeachment inquiry is going to start this week. We also had new IRS whistleblowers come forward who said that they, yeah, David Weiss, the guy who was investigating Hunter, he didn't have full authority. They're backing up the other whistleblowers. So the plot thickens for sure. And then of all things today, here I see the president of the United States. He's at the White House. And he announces the opening of a gun violence office. It's an office to crack down on those who are purchasing guns illegally and, of course, creating mayhem. And as we were thinking, you know, as he was talking, I'm thinking, wait a minute. You know, his son, Hunter Biden, is now dealing with three felony charges for buying the gun. Hasn't he lost like all moral authority to be sitting there telling us and telling other people, no, uh, you shouldn't have your guns. Uh, you shouldn't be able to have it with your history or your drug use or your mental issue. But yet it's OK for my son. I'm not going to talk about that. Rules for thee and not for me. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Biden today making his big announcement that I think is a bunch of hogwash
4: because of all of you here today, all across the country, survivors, families, advocates, especially young people who demand our nation do better to protect all, who protested, organized, voted and ran for office, and yes, marched for their lives, I'm proud to announce the creation of the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, the first office in our history.
1: And he again repeated he's going after assault
4: weapons. Listen to this. I'll say it again. I'm not going to be quiet until we get it done. It's time again to ban assault weapons, high capacity magazines. (laughs) If you need 80 shots in a magazine, you shouldn't own a gun.
1: And who is he appointing basically as now the guns are? The Borders are the person who's done such a great job at the border, Kamala Harris. You can't make it up. And Al Sharpton's giving her the endorsement.
10: The fact that she has effective uh, background as, as a prosecutor, she wasn't just holding the title and dealt with this in California, dealt with it when she was DA of San Francisco. It was a good choice of the president to put her there. And I know she'll be all in just three weeks ago. Uh, when we had the march on Washington and then met with the president, and vice president, she brought up uh, the concern of gun safety and gun violence in the meeting. And they, and they had not mm-hmm. even decided yet they were going to announce what they did this morning. And good old Al Sharpton
1: says that giving guns to people, basically anybody who has it is a white supremacist, a racist. Here you go.
10: This is the most dangerous time particularly for young people that we've seen in American history. And yet you have almost a, a wall there of people saying, no, we're not giving up our AR-15s. We're not giving up uh, uh, not even background checks. We just had the uh, the hate killing in Jacksonville, Florida. This guy had an AR-15. So even if, whether you want to look at it from, from advocating in terms of civil rights, advocating just on guns, it. Weighs in because people cannot do mass killings unless they have mass instruments. We're arming bigots. We're arming arming people that are not uh, 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 respectful of the United States citizen. All of these people are being armed by our lack of legislation.
1: So I guess you're a bigot if you have a gun. And I guess I'd love to have a reporter say, well, what about Hunter Biden? Is he a bigot? Is that what you're saying? And how can President Biden actually sit there with a straight face and say, you know what, we're going to go after guns. We're going to crack down. He also got into these red flag laws, which say if somebody has a problem or drug issue or a mental history, uh, that it should be red flagged. It should be flagged that they shouldn't be able to buy a gun. That would have stopped Hunter Biden from buying a gun because by his own admission, he was on drugs when he bought it. He talked about it in his book, according to reports. I mean, you can't make this up. How is he sitting there like he's now the moral expert? What a hypocrite. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm on line one. Norm, your thoughts about all of this?
11: Uh, my, I mean, I'll pivot and shift now for Kamala. Um, I think Kamala Harris is an, would be an excellent gun star. She has quite a lot of skills. You could have just asked Willie Brown about her skills. Um, ouch! Her, uh, ouch! T- ouch! Yeah, you can ask. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. She doesn't even probably know. She doesn't even know what a gun is. She probably doesn't know how to fire a gun. Uh, it, it, she did a horrible job on the border, and she'll do a horrible. Well, I mean, this it, it's a job that doesn't get. Doing, if you ask me, just more, more pork, pork, pork. Anyway, Rita, I loved REO Speed, speed Wagon's "Roll well With the Changes." Um, it's like the greatest power ballad of all time. It and, is uh, now. It are,
1: are you putting requests in tonight? Because maybe we could say, do you have another Night REO Ranger, Speed Wagon?
11: Sister Christian.
1: Oh, Sister Christian.
11: Ranger's si- Sister Christian, Night Ranger.
1: Okay, we'll see if we can come up with that in the next break. We'll see <laughs> okay. what we can do. Just for you, Norm, since we love you, Norm. Thank you, Rita. <laughs> Thanks, Norm, so much. Uh let's go to let's go to uh let's go to George, line three. Go ahead, George.
11: Oh hi, is that me? That's you, George. George. Go ahead, okay. George. How are you? Um yeah, okay, about the uh the Menendez thing. All right, what's happening here is they're letting him slip through the cracks because he did not vote in favor of the Iran deal. So once you these Democrats, once you go against them, you could be on their side for everything. And the one little time you don't go along with them right away, they turn on you.
1: Yeah. And that, and by the way, that do? may be what's happening. I said that, George, because he's been balking yeah. at the Bidens. I mean, he really, you know, to have a Democrat, especially a seasoned one. And he's on the foreign, you know, Foreign Relations Committee. He's the chairman. When you have somebody of that power and that voice and he's coming out and criticizing Iran, the I mean, he's really been vocal, you know, uh, and they don't like it. It looks really bad because then people are saying, well, even the Democratic senator says it. Um, And who knows the timing of this? There may be a lot more to the story. And uh, let's see what Menendez. He's going to keep swinging. It sounds like let's see what he comes back with. Because he may say, hey, uh, if you're going to do this, I'm going to share XX and X. And he seemed to know a bit on the Bidens. Who knows? Maybe he'll be a witness at the impeachment inquiry. <laughs> that may be coming up. Who knows? George, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Neil. uh Line seven. Neil, your thoughts. Go ahead, Neil.
8: I think Mendez is guilty in his first trial. He was lucky because one of the jurors, she was a alternate juror, and she was a Democratic Communist Party member. Also, when it comes to the Biden family, why isn't there search warrants to search warrant Hunter Biden's properties or his bank accounts, or also all they have to be disbarred soon?
7: Yeah, uh, well,
8: well, because he's
1: a Biden, he gets a free pass. Remember that? That's the new rules uh, that they didn't tell anybody else about. But they seem to have told the Biden family. Uh, Neil, thank you. I'm being facetious. Of course. Let's go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania. Joaquin.
11: Yes, Rita. And I can't fight this feeling anymore. Oh,
1: look. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love that.
11: <laughs> Rita, I, there's a few things. First of all, really, people have to understand what's going on. And, and it's as even Rudy Giuliani says, it's the globalist Marxist fascist communist take over to this country. OK. And, and the truth of the matter is, is Kamala did a really good job on the border. She did exactly what she was supposed to do. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, well exactly that's right they want the border open so she she just she basically she did a great job according to what they want and this this issue with the guns and them being hypocrites they're not hypocrites they they rule over you they want to be your king you know and this whole issue now with But the, but with if the, they're
1: going to do it Joaquin, it's such a blaring issue you can't sit there and say well, you know, uh, I'm going to crack down and I'm going to control everybody else. I agree with you. I think it's sort of this whole control thing they're doing. But if you're going to do that, you better at least have a clean house yourself. And if you don't have a clean house yourself, you just look like a liar and a hypocrite. I mean, how can he go out there and actually with a straight face say, Oh, I'm going to go after these people. Um, and, and you got to have background checks. People on drugs can't do this. Can, and, you know, look at your own, he is never once basically come out and condemned his son's behavior. He keeps saying Hunter's the smartest guy he knows. You know, I mean, it's just, it is such a bunch of hypocrites. I, I hear you, but it's so hypocritical. Joaquin, now, thank you very, very much. Great points. Uh, let's go to Stan. Line six, Stan, your thoughts.
8: Senator Menendez is innocent until proven guilty. If
1: they got pictures, absolutely. absolutely. A minute, absolutely. Can... I'm agreeing oh, with you, Stan. Right, come on. Right, it's a right. Friday night. Lighten yeah, up
8: it's Friday night. Uh, if they got pictures of him putting gold bars in his underwear, then they, he goes away forever. But I doubt if he – there's no pictures. There's no nothing. The last trial was a, a, a hung thing. It didn't go anywhere. So uh, it's the same people going after him again. Now, the point that this is the Biden administration is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, they got to be smarter than that. No, no, I don't think so. But this time they may have – what do they – again, what do they have – and who, who are they people that they gave the money to or the situation to? Are they going to testify from what is it from Egypt, I suppose, businessmen from Egypt? Was yes. Yeah.
1: Is? Yeah. Well, some of them are like Americans of Egyptian descent. We'll see. We'll see. I, listen, it just happened, Dan, you know, but we'll see because the indictment just came down a few hours ago. And I agree with you that, you know, innocent until proven guilty because of what happened last time. And again, that was during the Obama regime. You could say this is clearly, again, during the Obama regime. He's been really vocal uh, against the Bidens big time, especially on the whole Iran stuff that happened in the last week or two. I mean, what I think is odd, Stan, is that they were sort of sitting on it. They raided his house and they were sitting on it. You know, like, you know, they've been sitting on it. They've been allowing him, the feds. And, you know, and I'm talking about the DOJ and the FBI and others, they were allowing him to stay as the chairman of one of the most powerful committees in the world. You know, for a year, knowing that he was on the take, as they allege, if he was such a bad guy on the take, wouldn't they have just busted it right away the minute they went into the home and found the gold bars and got the fingerprints? It doesn't take that long. I mean, that that the timing it looks awfully fishy stan that's what makes me wonder what's going on here because there's something that just doesn't sit right and that's what we got to get to the bottom of but last thought, stan real quick
8: did they what well, first of all the governor has no business to tell him to resign unless he found guilty or so he he did, he resigned from the committee i agree that's great but he has no business telling him to resign until if he's found guilty, he'll be resigning pretty quick. That's what I'm my point. You know? Yeah,
1: and, and it could get juicy, Stan. He's going to be fighting it. And you're right. But the governor wants to get rid of him so he can put somebody else there, a friend of his there. Uh, you know, so uh, it's all about politics, maybe not about justice. Uh, let's see where this goes, guys. Stan, thank you. Have a great, great Friday night. Um, and when we come back, I think we're going to have Norm's favorite song. And when we come back, so stay tuned, Norm, and everybody else. one 800 we are talking about Menendez. We're talking about guns. And also, speaking of crime, people are very concerned about the borders busting at the seams. New reports that the Biden administration has shipped in more than 221,000 people by flights. They don't even have to cross the border. Now they're just shipping them in on the planes. Isn't that nice? Isn't that convenient? 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break.
0: You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show.
3: Come, and you know that you the only one to say, okay.
1: This is my love song to Norm, who I love who calls in all the time. We found it for you, Norm. For. Happy Friday, my friend. It was like you're taking requests. How do you like that on a Friday night? It makes it fun. Well, uh, Clearly, Senator Menendez is going to be requesting a lot of attorneys because he could be facing a lot of time behind bars with these big allegations. Here's Jonathan Turley talking about what may be ahead for the senior New Jersey senator.
7: So, if this pans out, if these facts are borne out in in trial, he could be looking at very significant time uh, in jail, and the, the 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 intervention in the criminal case is particularly. Uh, stunning because, you know, you're talking about an individual who's been accused of bribery and corruption for decades. Uh, He was tripping wires all over the field. I mean, he was doing things connected to his position as chairman of the committee. Uh, He was getting involved, according to the Department of Justice and pending criminal prosecutions. And I think you're absolutely right here that Even for someone who may be inclined to a certain degree of corruption uh, and even someone that had an appetite for it, this was incredibly reckless.
1: Is it reckless or is it a setup? What do you think, guys? Let's go to Jacqueline, line one.
5: Jacqueline. You know what, Rita? I think this is the first example of the Biden administration turning on their own. And it also shows that they are corrupt and they are playing the worst game of politics. They've been aware of this. They sat on this. They kept it in their back pocket. So when the time was right, if they ever needed to use it against him to their benefit, that's what they're doing right now. When those of us that were in support of President Trump— spoke out about this uh, double standard of the way they were attacking him unjustifiably and the Department of Injustice, as I like to refer to them. Now we all said, wait until the shoe is on the other
1: foot. And now it is. Yeah, you know, it is. The timing is really interesting, Jacqueline, because you hit it on the head. They went into his house. I think it was June of last year. So they'd been sitting on it all this time. It doesn't take that long to put the pieces together. Uh, so it begs the question, why now? And he's been awfully boisterous. We also know that he clearly, as I talked about this Eric Schwerin guy and aide in his office, contacted Schwerin when he needed a favor from Biden. So it sounds like maybe Menendez maybe knew too much or knew something. Uh, who knows? Maybe he might turn on his own too. Now that, uh, this has happened to him. Who knows?